Welcome. We're live. We have. Do we ever have a packed show today? I think this is the longest show sheet we've ever had. Easy. Uh, yeah, I mean, how long is the show sheet for today? Multiple oh, pages. Multiple pages, yeah. yeah. Many pages, but that's okay. We will cover everything that happened. Literally everything. Uh, Literally we everything. got to do an extra podcast this week. Did you enjoy yeah, did. Our, uh, our extra show? Oh, I, I loved it. It was, it was so much fun doing it. How was it being in the big chair? Like I said, I, I respect you, Cal, and Addison even more every time I get to go on because that was my second time on, and it's tough. It's honestly Being really tough. Yeah, on SDLF, it is tough. Um, I mean, not, not that this show doesn't get uh, you know no. a large amount of viewers, but you know, SDLF is usually about five or six times the viewership, and the live chat is similar, uh, five or six times as big as this one. So, uh, yeah, it, it's. Uh, <laughs> That just that you know, just means it's easier to get your questions answered here. That's true. You're much more likely to. We almost always get to every question. On we get to every question. You get to every question on SDLF, but. But I, I do sometimes brush past questions on SDLF. I try not to do that here. Uh, we okay. So we have <laughs> Matt Ryan is elite at handoffs. True or false? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. I I would say. Eh, I mean, sure, right? I mean, sure, he, why not? He's done it all, all his career. All right. So we have a very long show sheet. So you want to just let, I think we just got to get started. Start at the top. Start at the top. Yeah. We, we ended with the defensive signing on this show of all things, of course, on last Monday. So we're just going to run through the uh, pre SDLF stuff really quick. Cause we did, we covered most of the signings that happened we on did, Tuesday yeah. on SDLF. So we don't want to, you know, overdo it and do it again. So we have, of course, the Jaguars making splashes, of course. What else is new, right? We have Evan Ingram, one year, $9 million, and Zay Jones, three years, $30 million. How about that? Yeah, and let's not forget that just today, Laquan Treadwell re-signed a one-year deal with the Jaguars. So that means now they have Christian Kirk as the one. Zay Jones? Marvin Jones, LaVisca Chenault. I don't know who's the two. Probably Marvin Jones, but uh, and now Treadwell is wide receiver five. <laughs> Jamal Agnew is still sitting on that roster, too. Yeah. I don't know really what they're doing. Uh, Evan Ingram, I like it. He's not going to get 100% of the playing time. Dan Arnold's not just going to go away. But yeah, I, I'm fine with it. Uh, I don't I mean, we know I don't like Evan Ingram. I would sell Evan Ingram, get rid of Zay Jones. I just don't have any interest in any of these players. I'll take my chances on Christian Kirk only and just kind of ignore everyone else. I think it's going to be Christian Kirk. If there's going to be a reliable fantasy option, it's going to be him. Everyone else, I think you can just kind of... You have this sometimes. You have teams. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be a good quarterback, but even with a good quarterback, you sometimes have teams that have one great weapon and everyone else is just kind of not so great. So, uh, yeah. Oh no, Ryan! You're gonna. Oh no, I'm, get, I'm getting it again. It's but... gonna get to you very soon. Hold, hold uh, on, hold on. While we're on the Jaguars, I I need to pause. Did you read that article today? Yes, I did. Yeah. Who who's that I, ninety-nine uh, guy on the Rams? Yeah. Who who's number ninety-nine on the Rams? Yeah. Urban Meyer didn't seem to know that. 
who Aaron Donald was. So, but he he did know that num- that number ninety nine could be a problem for us. Oh boy, I I don't even know how you. Uh, in some ways, I don't even know how you continue. <laughs> Uh, after that but somehow he just kept going and going and going <laughs> but uh yeah he's gone now thankfully let's be thankful for that hopefully Trevor Lawrence can thrive but yeah we, we don't need to we've talked about Urban Meyer enough throughout everyone has honestly I feel like I talked about Urban Meyer so much uh but yeah I think I think that's enough about those uh Jaguars weapons anything there that we need yeah anything that we need to talk about all right, next. We got CJ Uzama to the Jets, three for 24. I mean, they're trying and then to... Then they also give Conklin three for 21. It's like the Patriots. Uh, yeah. Um, like a discount. Well, I, mean, I don't really get it, right? I mean, if they paid Uzama and Conklin that much, they're going to use them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I don't really think Uzama is much for fantasy. Not, especially not after signing Conklin, because he's not going to get... 80 90 percent snap share anymore he exists i'm not interested i don't mind it as a real life signing the uzama signing conklin not as much that that signing i don't really like but uzama i don't mind if you're the jets i understand it but you know given the market rate for tight ends actually it's really not that not that much of an overpay no especially with the will disley contract will disley got an identical contract yeah but i'm, I'm fine with it uh no, nothing really to say about it really it's it doesn't affect dynasty much you you don't want these guys nah so next up we got dj shark to the lions i'm, I'm a big fan of this one you're a big fan really yeah, i'm a big fan Why? of dj shark because i think he's talented and i i know i know that 2019 seems like it wasn't 2019 it seems like an outlier i, I just feel that how is dj shark going to be fantasy relevant this year how is jared goff gonna turn back the clock i mean i don't i don't see that I don't know. I, I don't see it. I think that DJ Chark is just okay. And he, he might give you some weeks, good matchups. Maybe you can play him as a mid wide receiver three in good matchups. Otherwise, he's going to be wide receiver four range pretty much for me. This is just not someone I have any interest in, really. Uh, unfortunately, I don't like this landing spot. I like it for the Lions, actually. I, I think it's what they needed, an outside wide receiver to compliment Amon Ra in the slot. I like it. It's it's not a bad real life signing. They didn't overpay. It's only one year. You know, that's fine. But <laughs> uh, Adam has turned back the clock to what people forget that golf was actually good. There, there was in twenty. There were for parts of twenty seventeen and twenty eighteen. Golf actually was fine. Golf was good. Uh, it just turns out that he could only be good with Sean McVay telling him exactly what to do. That's all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I. Uh, I'm not super interested in DJ Chark in Dynasty. And honestly, I really don't hear a lot of people being super excited about DJ Chark. Do you? I mean, I'm not super excited. I'm just saying I like DJ Chark as a talent. I'm not going to go out there and overpay for him, obviously. Yeah, don't do not do that. Like, you know, if I, can get him, if I get him for like 206, I'm okay with it. I'm not paying that. Well, that's fair. I mean. I'm pretty out on DJ Chark. I'd rather just start over with someone else. I've seen too much, uh, too much failure, too much failure. And I just, you know, now he's going to the lions and the lions are big failure. So we don't now, now we have big failure. We have failure and big failure apparently is now a thing. Uh, so you'll hear that from time to time. 
Uh, but I, I think we can move on from DJ yeah. Chark. It really just kind of it happened. Yeah, it happened. You know what else happened? Russell Gage to the Buccaneers. Like I said, oh, okay. This, I actually kind of I kind of like this one. You know, I, I like it in the sense that like if Chris Godwin, we don't know how ready is Chris Godwin really going to be. Right? This is their Super Bowl window. This this is it. I, I don't know if Brady has more years. You got to take it one year at a time. This is their window. Godwin's not going to be ready. Gage can step in, and they also signed Brashad Perriman, which gives me another sign that there's a good chance Godwin might not quite be ready for week one. But then if you look at it this way, you have Evans on the outside, you have Gage in the slot, and you have Perriman as your other outside receiver to start the year and wait for Godwin to come back. And then when Godwin comes back, you have a monster lineup. And I think Evans, Godwin, and Gage is you know not your best trio. That's still the Bengals. But, you know, it's up there. It's up there. It's one of the best. It's one of the best trios of wide receivers you can put out there. Probably second best. So Definitely. Gage is good. Gage has improved throughout his career. I mean, I wrote a little bit of an article on him. He he's he's good. So I, I like this signing. It's a little expensive. Thirty for thirty seems a little expensive, but not overly expensive. I mean, at the going rate of wide receivers, yeah, it's not horrible. Yeah, I'm a fan. Like I said, I didn't see this one coming, but with the God, no, I didn't see it coming either. Yeah, it must mean that Godwin must not be ready to play week one. I, that's the only explanation, but I'm not worried about Godwin. Or Brady really wanted Russell Gage. You never yeah, maybe. That. It just seems like it does, but they've extended everybody. I mean, they restructured Evan's contract, they extended Godwin, and now they have Gage. It, they are committing to these guys, Brady or no Brady, for pretty much the next two years without a trade. They're not going to be able to cut any of them for next offseason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... I, I think Brady, you know. Maybe Brady, Brady has be, two more years. You, you never know. But we're, we're going to move on from that because we talked yeah, about Yeah, we can move already. on. It, he's just someone who's a throw-in in trades. I don't dislike him. Yeah. But this, here, before we – um, so this is the kind of the cutoff from when we went – these were all pre-our surprise show together <laughs> on SDLF. So before we go back to the post SDLF, let's get some of the questions that we've had live. So I don't want to feel like we're ignoring you guys. Uh, okay, so Trogdor, I need Jimmy G off the 49ers. Running out of options and can't have Lance on the bench another year. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the questions are going to be about the moves that haven't happened over the ones that have. Well, at this point, I mean, what's left for Jimmy G, really? Carolina. Kind of, right? I mean... They can't send him uh, to Seattle. They're not going to do that. Maybe they could. I mean, who knows? Maybe they would think that that's a bad thing for Seattle to have Jimmy G. But, yeah, it does feel like Carolina and Seattle are the only teams left looking for a quarterback. They both have top 10 picks. So, you know, they might get another quarterback that way. But I thought that Jimmy G was going to get more interested. Maybe the 49ers are asking for too much. I don't really know. The Colts... The rumor has it the Colts said no because of the shoulder. So I don't know how bad the shoulder actually is. Yeah, it could be bad. I, I'm starting to get concerned about Jimmy G. You know, I've dropped him a little bit down my dynasty ranks. He's sitting at quarterback 25. But, you know, right now I have Carson Wentz and Davis Mills and Matt Ryan behind him. If, if this starts to drag out even longer, I don't know. Uh, but then what happens if Jimmy G is still on the 49ers? Does he start if, if he starts, then the whole Trey Lance pick was just never worth it in the first place. I know. It, but, oh, man, because honestly, if you think about it this way, wouldn't you, if, you're, if you have Jimmy G on your fantasy team, wouldn't you rather that he stays in San Francisco? Yeah. Arts over goes to certainly not Seattle. I guess Carolina is pretty good. 
pretty good landing spot. You'd have good yeah. weapons. I, I, I mean, could... you would prefer him to stay in San Fran at 10 glances, dynasty value, presumably on someone else's fantasy team. So, Well, he's not going to be on my team. But, okay, uh, so we did this once before, but let's do it again. Percentage chance that Jimmy G is on the 49ers roster week one. Oh, gosh. We we did this last time. It was really, really low. Yeah, so let's try. I think the, that number might change. I, I want to say like 40 to 45% range ball. 40 to 45%. I That's kind of high. It's kind of high, but I think it's going to happen. I mean, the GM is obviously lying. John Lynch is lying. He said he had an offer on the table of multiple second round picks. Stop it. Stop it. Come on now. We know that that's bullshit. We know that. That's He doesn't have any offer like that. If he had an offer like that, he would have taken it. Oh, yeah. 200%. Yeah, so that's that's bullshit. We know that. We don't need to listen to John Lynch's lies. We we, we know better. But yeah. I would say it's 30%. Because I think that there's a possibility that they end up cutting him. I think they might cut him and try to sign some sign some other players with that cap space. So if we get to like August and he's still there, then like if we get to the part where they're actually preparing for the new season and he's still there, I'm going to be very concerned. But we're still, we're nowhere near that point. So I, I still say it's about 30%. Concerning though, if he's still there, that's not good for Trey Lance. Thanks, Adam. <laughs> uh, I actually talked to Adam today. Uh, it was very nice. I love Adam. Uh, Trogdor says, Pitt's mi- moving down the rankings at all. Is he? I, I didn't move him. I mean, I, I don't want... I wanted them to move on from Matt Ryan soon. So it's a, this is not a horrible thing long-term. No, not a horrible thing. Get Ryan out of there and get the replacement in sooner. Yeah. Whether that be... Oh, no. Whether that be eight in the draft, I don't think it's this year. I don't. Well, I will say for redraft, I mean, if we're doing redraft and we have Marcus Mariota as the quarterback instead of Matt Ryan, Pitts is going to be lower in redraft than he would have been. But in Dynasty, Pitts is such a young, such a important asset that I'm not moving him down. You can't. But in redraft, I could see it. Yeah. I mean, he'd probably go to the end of that tier with like, I'd probably prefer Hawkinson over him, but like the other guys, no, like Goddard. I mean, yeah, no, I, I don't know. I, the Hawkinson, I'm not sure why I would prefer him either. He has some of the same problems. If anything, there's more target competition there. I don't, I don't know about that. Be, I mean, really, in uh, redraft this year, it's going to be Kelsey and Andrews are the clear top two, clear. And then you get Pitts, Kittle, and Waller. Really, maybe Hawkinson are the next three. Next four. And then it's a step down from that. But I I had, look, I'm worried about all of those guys. For me, I think in redraft this year, I'm either going to get Kelsey or Andrews or it's going to be, it's going to be a long time. It's going to be a long time. I'm going to get one of the later guys. I don't think I'm going to be getting much Kittle, much Waller or much Pitts. I have serious. And if it's one of those three, it'll be Pitts for me for sure. Because he's the one who has the upside. Do you have any uh, do you have any comment? I, I do have a comment. comment. It, it only looks so messy because I had my headset and controller, my Xbox controller under the stuff last night. I had remotes under there. I clean I cleaned the remotes out, okay? It was very last time it was very, very clean, but 
I just felt that, you know, this comment needed to be put up there. It needed to be. It needed to be. I'm... <laughs> Adam's keeping me in check over here. Uh, well, I'm about to be made fun of, so we'll get to that when we get to that. Thoughts on Michael Thomas with Jameis. I keep checking my phone just to make sure Sleeper doesn't do anything to us. Because this happened recently, right? I mean, yeah. recently. So we'll talk about it later. But a quick thought on Michael Thomas with Jameis, good or bad? Good. Good, although we've never seen him play together. Never seen him play together, but we've seen oh. Jameis amass the stats. I would think it would be good, but we've never seen it. Trent Baalke is a joke, ja- uh, Jaguars general manager. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's a joke. He's one of the worst general managers in the league. I'm stunned he's still there after hiring Urban Meyer and hearing all the stories. They're still coming out. You want to talk about big failure? Trent Balky is on my list of big failure. All right, from Jesse. Which side of the trade do you like in 12-team Superflex PPR? That is a big trade. Lance, Ridley, 24 first, 24 second, or Tyreek, Woods, Gage, Mac Jones, and Jimmy G. So really, the important pieces are Lance and a 24 first versus Tyreek and Mac Jones. And, but you know, the, the better added value, I'd rather have Woods gauge and Jimmy over Ridley and a 24 second. So if it was close before I'll take the, the side with Tyreek. Yeah. I'll take the side with Tyreek. We don't know if Ridley's going to play again. There's, you know, it's also just picks right? for a long time from now. It's yeah. 24 or 23. I would be much more interested in that side. Yeah. I still think Jimmy G is going to be a starter, but he was exposed and once correct. Yeah. Jared Goff was exposed. Yes. Jared Goff was exposed when, whenever anything didn't work exactly how Goff planned it. What Goff actually, let's take that back. Goff didn't plan anything. How McVeigh told him to do it. If there was even a slight change, a slight deviation, he couldn't do that. He couldn't do anything like that. It had to be exactly the way that he thought it was going to be. He's not very creative. He can't do. He can't think for himself. He just did what McVeigh told him to do. Do I have a New York accent? I don't know what that sounds. I think so. Like. Well, I kind of do. Kinda, I guess. I don't know. A little I'm, bit. I'm very bad with accents. When I get mad, <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't get mad that often. I, I'm trying to be very relaxed, very relaxed and calm these days. I I want the people to know that I. Uh, you know, I, I'm working on that. No, I'm not actually working on that. You guys would nobody would watch my show if I were calm. <laughs> August. August. <laughs> uh, I'll say that in New York accent. But uh yeah, no, I um <laughs> I don't I don't want to be calm. No one would watch the show. Uh let's see. Let's get back to the show sheet. But yeah, let's get back at this is post ask DLF, so this is yeah, new so stuff. We have that we address- have- we haven't addressed any of this. So there'll be one thing that'll come up that I have addressed, but only one. Yeah, only one. But how about J.D. McKissick's pivoting back to the Washington Commanders? Okay, I thought this was funny. So if anyone doesn't know what happened, McKissick signed signed the deal with the Bills during the legal tampering period, but those deals are not official. So you can go back and you know sign with another team Uh <laughs> As long as you haven't officially signed the contract, which you cannot do until Wednesday at 4 p.m., the tampering period starts Monday at noon. So at some point in that period of time, oh, we're going to put that coming up in a second. Some <laughs> point in that period of time, J.D. McKissick decided he wanted to go back to the commanders on the same offer. So 
what is it two for Antonio Gibson? I mean, you know, we we have the Gibson hype train right here, which has now been derailed. Uh, the, the trade has been derailed, I think, at this point, right? I mean, the derailed, right? We can't derailed. we can't put the train back on the tracks. No, we can't put the train back on the tracks. I actually tried to trade for Gibson in that period when McK- or not trade for him, trade him away. Oh yeah, when McKissick wasn't going there, and I got a message twelve hours later. He's like, I just saw the trade offer. McKissick's going back. I can't do this. I was so tanking value everywhere. Give me a number. Where does Antonio Gibson rank among running backs in Dynasty? Let's say you're not including rookies. Not that including rookies because Brees, Brees Hall will push him down one. Yeah. I'd probably put him at the end of RB1 range. Number. I'd probably put him at 11. Okay. So I actually have him higher than you do. <laughs> oh, wow. So I have him at 10. That's interesting. I, I guess I hopped off the hype train fully. Yeah. Well, I, I'm such an ageist that I have Dalvin Cook and, and uh, Nick Chubb behind. So. I think I have them both behind as well. So I wonder who the difference is. Barkley, maybe? Camara. I have them all, I have them both lower. So. Oh, I don't know who the difference is then. Um okay. Oh, if anyone doesn't remember this, this was back in July. I did an episode with Jacob Sanderson on his podcast. It was the last real guest spot that I did. I did one on get real with Casey Kasem, but that's not talking about fantasy football. That was just talking about me and how amazing I am. Uh, which I suggest everyone should listen to that show. It's just two hours of me talking about me. But <laughs> this show, we did like a court case about Tua, and I believe that the court ruled in, in my favor. Because it would, of course it did. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, it was a good show. So speaking of uh, this whole incident, so today Duke Johnson just signed with the Bills to take J.D. McKissick's spot. Is Zach Moss droppable? He was. He was droppable the whole time. Zach Moss is irrelevant. He is terrible. But, you know, I know that there were some people last year who said that Zach Moss was going to be a breakout star. And that I even heard someone say that they would rather have Moss over Derrick Henry, but we wouldn't know anything about that. I honestly don't. I'm out no, of the I, loop. I do. We'll talk uh, about it later. I'm, I'm glad that we did not have that happen. <laughs> Zach Moss sucks. Zach Moss has always sucked. Tried to warn people for a long time. And I hope people listen because he is he is so bad. <laughs> so bad. Yeah, you can drop him. Uh, and I think the Bills are making the right decision. And I think, you know, you're not going to be able to use Duke Johnson. Honestly, I'm not scared of Duke Johnson. Uh, the one thing that I am scared of is that Duke Johnson is not good enough to prevent them from taking yet another running back in this year's draft, which I could easily see. Yeah, easily. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Jacob's smart. He doesn't lose very often, but we gave him an uphill battle on that case. That was a case that was tough to win. I, I got the, I got the side where I was heavily favored. Um, any hope for Philip Lindsay? No. Sadly. No, I love Philip Lindsay. Look, I, I, you know, he's my first ever really waiver wire pickup in my entire time playing Dynasty that, that mattered. So, it, you know, that's like my first one of those, where I, first James Robinson type, where you get someone off waivers for nothing and they become something. But uh, no, there's no hope for Philip Lindsay. I'm sorry. I, I wish. I wish. Yeah. So do I. But I oh, guess we're. 
yeah, we can go back to oh, what's next on the show sheet? It looks like it's uh, your giants because we talked about Russell Gage. Yeah, we did talk yeah. about that. Oh, yeah. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Tyrod Taylor to the Giants, <laughs> two for seventeen. Is this any competition for Daniel Jones? No, uh, it's not. But <laughs> I don't know. I guess this is more just Tyrod Taylor can kind of run the same offense. <laughs> I guess. I I don't even care. Who cares that they signed Tyrod Taylor? Who cares? Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Speaking of backup quarterbacks, did you see that Teddy Bridgewater quote? It's going to drive the internet yes, insane. I did see that. And I am not surprised, but, you know, who knows? Either way, you know, back to Tyrod Taylor, it's nice for the Giants that they have someone competent. But honestly, I would rather they didn't sign someone competent so they could lose a few more games. This Giants team just sucks. It's awful. They signed, you know, they didn't, they haven't done anything. They haven't done anything to improve the roster. So no, it's not competition for Jones, but you can probably roster him. Tyrod Taylor, that is in deep super flex leagues because Jones gets hurt all the time. Streaming value, I guess. Yeah. Streaming value for sure. I mean, he's not one of those quarterbacks that's going to start like a Mitch Trubisky did or Mariota might now. We don't hmm. know yet, but we'll see. We still have to see if the, uh, you know, if the Titans go for Mariota, they might. They're not. The Falcons aren't going to pursue Baker Mayfield, so that just came out. They're not. No. Why would they? That's good. Who would, who would want I'm Baker just, Mayfield? I'm just saying the news that I was uh, relayed here from my phone. Yeah. Baker sucks. He might, he could be very well out of a job. I mean, his only spot Seattle, but I think Seattle kind of likes him. So I mean, you saw you saw my thread, right? I mean, I uh, I put up a thread about will Baker Mayfield, you know, or it doesn't look like there's a good chance that Baker Mayfield is not a starter next year. And you know, the people have voted; they are still voting. They still have 22 more hours to vote, but. It's sixty uh, percent say that Baker Mayfield will be a Week One starter. So, you know, people are are in on that. What about this? Uh, could Goodell come harder on Watson because they manipulated his cap hit for this year? I don't think so. I, I think that they're just going to make the decision based on the other stuff. I don't think that this. How do you? I don't know. How, how do you people do this kind of contract manipulation all the time? Yeah, it looks bad. It looks bad. It, it It's icky. It's gross. I mean, we know that. But in terms of the NFL punishment, I don't expect this to change the NFL's punishment. Um, no. The only thing I could see it is if the NFL decides to fine Watson off game checks, like not related to his game checks that would get around this contract manipulation if they just find him a number. So that's the only, that could change something. But other than that, I don't think this is going to change the number of games he's going to miss. And honestly, I don't know how many games that's going to be. I think it has to be some because I think the outcry is bad. I think, but unfortunately I think the NFL is in a tough spot here. I think that there's no amount of games that's going to satisfy the people who don't like Deshaun Watson, my, myself included. There is no number of games that's going to satisfy me. So 
and they want Deshaun Watson to be on the field for their product. So since there's no satisfying the people who feel the way that I do, unfortunately, I feel like the number is actually not going to be that high. <laughs> I think it's going to be six or six to eight games, and that's it. I'm feeling eight. Eight Just a gut feeling, yeah. yeah. I mean, because I the problem, to- the problem is, I feel like the majority of people right now would either like Watson to ni- fall into one one of these two categories. They either like Watson to never play in the NFL again or want no suspension at all. So you're you're already not going to please most people, no matter what you do. Yeah. It's tough. So it's no way around this. Like, no, there's no way around it. No matter what they do, they're not going to please people. So I, I, but I don't think this is going to be why. Okay. Are we sure the NFL community doesn't think higher of the rookie running back class than we do? Would explain the lack of free agent running back signings for Nick Gordon Rojo. Maybe. That is true. Maybe. I mean, Fournette took a visit with the Patriots today. I would, you know, I would do something to the. I would. That would be. Yeah, it would take three fantasy running backs and make them all irrelevant. Yep. (laughs) So that would be just what we need, right? No, we don't want that. Uh, it crushed me my Ramondre Stevenson shares that I was so in on. Like, <laughs> yeah, but, I don't know if they think higher the rookie running back class though. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's so tough to tell until we get draft capital, and by that point, the question will, yeah. you know. Yeah, Arthur Smith could want Mariota due to the Tennessee history, but he also had a history of Mariota being bad. So, I guess. I think Mariota sucks. I, I really do. I think he's horrible. I really think he's horrible. I, I just, I have nothing nice to say about Marcus Mariota. I think he's terrible. I think he's terrible. He's not as bad as someone like Drew Locke, but Marcus Mariota, I think, is worse than Teddy Bridgewater, who just signed his backup. I think Marcus Mariota should be just a backup. I, he reminds, he's probably similar talent level to like Jacoby Brissett or so. I'm not interested in Marcus Mariota. Apparently, Atlanta might disagree. I, I think they do get a deal done. I mean, who's left besides? Yeah, I mean, they have nothing on their roster, so they're going to have to sign a veteran and draft someone. They have Josh Rosen. No, they don't. I mean, they do, but he doesn't count. Uh, any reason to hold O.J. Howard or Trey McKitty? Uh No, right? No, I mean... Howard, maybe because he's on such a great offense, but if something happened to Dawson Knox, then maybe Trey McKitty. No, but they haven't made their wide receiver moves yet in Buffalo either. So, yeah, Trey McKitty, though, no, no. Would you drop any of these guys for Brian Hoyer, Laquan Treadwell? Why? why I don't want to pick up Brian Hoyer, so no, no, I know, right. <laughs> No finishing the victory laps around here, I guess, with Bill Belichick. Yeah, I guess not. Um, okay. <laughs> oh, this is a monster show sheet. All right, let's. It really uh, is. Next, next topic. Next, we are at the Panther saying Dante Foreman, and that poses the question: Dante Foreman or Chuba Hubbard? Neither. Neither. I, I mean, I don't know. It's 
I feel like it should be Chuba Hubbard. I mean, Chuba Hubbard was supposed to be good, but what this means is I'm just not chasing in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I find a pick one. It's Foreman. He was productive last year with the Titans. Yeah, I'd rather take Hubbard and just take my chances. I kind of know what Foreman is, but it's probably not either. You don't want these players. Um, oh, breaking news. The Falcons did indeed sign Marcus Mariota two-year deal. Happened already. There you wow. go. That was really um, fast. Two years and what? You yeah, Rappaport just tweeted two years. Okay. So essentially what this means is that, all right, well, let's just do that right now. So if they sign Mariota to a two-year deal, what that means is that he's going to start week one for them this year, I would think. And then... I think they're going to draft a quarterback at eight. Yeah. I feel like they I, almost I have to. I feel like they can't. I guess they could. But it just feels like Mariota is so bad. I don't. I guess this means Mariota has some value now. He, he definitely does. I tweeted out earlier that the big loser of this uh, Matt Ryan trade was the Seattle Seahawks. Because they pick right before him. So. The destinations for Garoppolo and Mayfield are closing down very fast because I would think that Atlanta is now not going to trade for either one of them after signing Marcus Mariota. Mm-hmm. No, it's Carolina, Seattle. That's it. Those are the only spots that are open. Yeah. I'm not seeing any um, contract details, but we'll get them yeah, when they I mean, come in. Yeah, I, I think that this is a interesting signing, but I'm not, you know, of the players like this, I guess you have Trubisky, you have Goff, you have uh, a now Mariota, kind of like bridge starters. You have a lot of players like that. I think this is the one where they're the most likely to take a quarterback anyway. Yeah, I mean... This reads like a bridge quarterback contract to me. Because they don't have a backup. They don't have anything. So I would think that, you know, Mariota is really just, you're looking at something like what Andy Dalton was last year. And I start a couple of games. But yeah, it, and then it, be a backup. It definitely could be the best spot. But Malik Willis to the Lions is heating up a little bit. I've, I've been hearing all those rumors. That I was looking at the odds on FanDuel. He's tied for first with Kyle Hamilton. Like the odds are shooting up a little bit when Vegas shoots up the odds a little bit. Yeah, you know, there's some, you know, there's some fire there. So, I mean, Atlanta could take another quarterback at eight. It would probably be a bit of a reach, but you know, I mean, you have to at this point. Yeah, I guess they could just tank, but NFL teams don't do that. Tank for next year? No, but, none of them are like the Sixers. No, that's just not something that's that's done in the NFL. Uh, but yeah, I'm really interested to see now what happens with Baker Mayfield and Jimmy Garoppolo, because really it makes sense that Baker goes to the Seahawks and Jimmy Garoppolo goes to the Panthers. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Um, but <laughs> I, you just have to say that they don't have any like leverage at yeah, all. Does. So it's kind of, you know, kind of tough to 
make a trade. I, I did see that quote about Baker Mayfield saying that a team would have to pay the Browns a pick. To, or the Browns would have to pay a pick to get rid of Baker's contract, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. He's that bad. Sort of like a Brock Osweiler kind of salary dump deal we saw a couple of years back. Yeah, it was not the no, that was the Browns. T- oh no, was that that was the Browns taking Osweiler from the Texans? Yeah, and they so they took Osweiler. This would be the reverse. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, so where were we? We were debating Dante Foreman, but oh yeah, well we we finished I, up that topic. I think Christian McCaffrey is just going to come back, right? I, I don't. Oh. 200%. Christian McCaffrey, unless Christian McCaffrey's out, you can't use anyone else there. But I guess he could be out. It's happened before. It, it has happened before. But next up, we have Julio Jones getting released by the Titans. And this this is, I mean, I wrote this, the predictions a while ago. But now I think the Colts could be prime targets. Matt Ryan, reunite them. Uh. Yeah, I mean, I think that would make a lot of sense. But who knows? Julio Jones is washed, right? And I think um, it's also kind of interesting that (laughs) the Titans were so quick to cut Julio Jones. Didn't save them anything, really. No, they brought in Robert Woods right away. Yeah, that's true. I guess we can just talk about that now. Um. Woods came over for a sixth round pick. And, uh, you know, it. I guess at this point, Robert Woods has a lot more left than Julio Jones. Julio Jones just looks kind of done. It's it's sad. It was it was a great I, I, career. I do think there's a good chance he signs with the Colts, though. Yeah, I, I, could, I could see that. I mean. Do, do we really want him in fantasy, though? I don't I don't know unless you're tossing a really extreme late round pick, which I think people are just going to want to ride out Julio Jones for the rest of his career. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's too late now. When he signed, you can't train now. When he's... But beyond that, I don't know. There, there were so many rumors. There was him reuniting with uh, him going on back to Atlanta with Watson going to Atlanta. And that just, there was know. so much of that. Uh, people teaming up in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, nothing happened. It's unfortunate, but it's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes, but I, I think that's Packers. That's a, that's a good, I could, I could see that. Especially cause they have what? Nobody. They have Alan Lazard. They, yeah. I mean, they have Alan Lazard. They were interested in resigning MVS, but I don't think they, they did that. And then they have, they resigned Tunyon. They restructured Cobb, so they have Cobb. They have Amari Rogers. Yeah, it's not good, um, but <laughs> I don't know if Julio. How much is Julio Jones solving? Maybe they'll think he'll solve it, but I don't know. It, we'll have to see where he lands. I, I think the Robert Woods trade is more interesting yeah. for the Titans. Maybe he'll provide a good uh, second weapon for, you know, for uh, Ryan Tannehill. He really struggled without a lot of those weapons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really did, especially in that playoff game. Even though the weapons were there, but you know, that's true. 
that's definitely true. But Titans were the number. They were the like, what were they? The number two seed or something? Or twelve and five? Didn't they get the buy? They get the buy. I'm pretty sure they got the buy, didn't they? Did they? Because it wasn't it wasn't Buffalo and the Chiefs didn't get the buy, and the Chiefs played Buffalo at home, and Buffalo won their division. Yeah, the Titans were the one seed, 12 and 5, somehow. They did not feel like the one seed, though. No, especially after that Bills-Chiefs game, they did not feel like the one seed at all. There was a lot of of parity this year. Which which is fantastic. Um, I love that. All right. So I I have a challenge for you. Oh, boy. I haven't done this in a while. But I will be right back, and uh, you get to entertain the people. Okay, that's, uh, hold that's the audience fine. until I get back. That is perfectly fine. So, I mean, where do we start? Let's let's go into OJ Howard signing a one-year deal with the Bills, and if this impacts Dawson Knox at all. I mean, obviously it doesn't. But what, what else is there to say about OJ Howard? OJ Howard was such a high draft pick, twentieth overall by the Bucks, and. You know, he kind of started that rookie tight end trend where they don't produce right away. And it's just just tough for let – me, let me see the comments. Can I bring these up? I can't bring the comments up, but they were the one seed. Yes, Adam, you are correct. But, yeah, let's let's keep talking about the next one. Raheem Mostert signs with the Dolphins. Shout out Jacob Sanderson for predicting this in the zone run scheme. Raheem Mostert's now here to challenge – Chase Edmonds, who got a two-year deal, a technically one-year deal with the Dolphins. And I think it's pretty impactful that I think Raheem Mostert is going to start. I think he's going to split with Chase Edmonds. I really like him. If you could get him for an early third, I'd say 302 to 304, 305 range. I say why not with how weak this rookie class is. I think Raheem Mostert could definitely contribute for your fantasy teams this year. I, I don't know how much the Dolphins off- offense is going to be decent, but, you know, you, you just got to take these chances in fantasy sometimes. Chase Edmonds is a sell. Raheem Mostert is a buy for me. There, there's a lot of minor sightings in the show sheet from this point. I'll, I'll come back to Ricky Seals-Jones with the Giants when Tyler gets back because he's the residential Giants fan and – We'll let him talk about his team, but that's a minor signing. Uh, I can't pull up the comments, but does that rule out Miami drafting running back? I I think it kind of does. I mean, maybe we could see a guy with round three, round four capital, like early day three, late day two, but this definitely rules them out of the Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, Isaiah Spiller kind of running back because... You know, Chase Edmonds wasn't enough to, for me to say that because they obviously had James Conner last year with the uh, the Cardinals, those two. But I think maybe a Rashad White, I've been saying that, a Tyler Batty. I, you know, running back like that, early day three, someone like, I'm trying to think of more names here. Uh, Damian Pierce, that's another good one. Uh, I'll take the I'll take the other question as well. Where do we want Brees and Walker to land in the draft? I mean, Atlanta's a great spot. I know they did re-sign Cordell Patterson. They signed Damian Williams, but 
that's nothing much to compete with. But a lot of the spots have been taken. Miami was a prime one. I mean, we could see someone. Up. Uh, there, there you are. I was, I was running through a little bit of the show. She, I was going a little quick, but it's, it's all good. Um, yeah, no, I don't know what, I don't know what's been up with me today, um, or every day. It's. I don't know if the people have been watching some of my content lately. I've just been kind of a mess. Uh, just hasn't haven't been the same. Uh, it's honestly actually not because of fantasy or anything. I've just been I don't know. I've just been going through some things. Haven't quite been myself. Pretty much help you get through that. It's yeah. I, I hope so too. Like I just uh, I seem to be so cranky. Like I don't know. <laughs> like more like actually cranky instead of just like you know me <laughs> uh adam was cheering you on yeah he was uh i, I kind of answered this i don't i think that they i doubt that they do i I, I said i said late late day two or probably early day three it would have to be a later pick did we do this one uh i i kind of started on it i said atlanta was a possible spot atlanta would, be, atlanta would be great i mean I, I think Brees Hall has a good chance of going in the first round, though. At the end, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about Tampa? everyone thought? Everyone thought Brees Hall was going to land in Miami. I know, but I, I I think that's done now. What about Tampa? Though, what about Tampa? I mean, with Leonard Fournette taking that visit with the Patriots today, it doesn't sound like he's a lock to come back. So, yeah. You know, Houston at 13 needs a running back. Don't do it. Don't know. They can just do it in the top saying. round, too. They can just do it in the top just, round, too. I'm just saying, though. I know. We'll see. Buffalo, yeah. I mean, yeah. they can still Yeah, no. Ryan always crushes it. Ryan puts up with me. I'm, I can be hell sometimes. Uh, nah, he's lying. I'm not lying. Um, no, I, I'm like, I'm the person you see on the show. So the same one who gets passionate and kind of all over the place and sometimes crazy about players. I'm that person. I'm like that in real life. It's really me. So, you know, sometimes I get one way or another way about something that happened or what something someone said or just anything like that happens in my life. I'm just kind of always like that. So I can be, I know that I can be difficult to deal with. And I just appreciate, you know, Ryan, Cal, and Addison for, you know, continuing to work with me. Because I know that, I know that, like, when I'm, when I'm on and when I'm at my best, like, I, I'm worth it. Like, I bring an audience, like, You're it's always a good worth show. it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> I meant, I meant, like, content-wise, <laughs> you know, as, as a person, of course. But content-wise, I know that, you know, most of the time, content's good. So, you know, not everyone, there are plenty of people who are great people, but who don't create good content. And, you know, that doesn't change the, or anyone's worth as a person. But, you know, I know that it's, uh, you know, it's just life can be tough sometimes. Mm. Oh, interesting. Uh, Seattle likely to take Willis at nine with Rush trade? Maybe. Got to tell you, though, I don't think Willis is going to be there at nine. I think, I think that's ruled out. Like, I... Like I mentioned earlier, Detroit, the rumors were heating up. And now Atlanta is a clear spot for a QB. Well, I just don't think that Willis gets past Atlanta at eight. I, I don't think so. I think if he's there at also, 
Willis and Marcus Mariota can run the same offense. So, I mean, what's ruling out the Panthers at six too? I, I think nothing I, is. Nothing is. I just think that the the Falcons are even more likely to take someone like Malik Willis. I think the Panthers they could take him. They could not because the Panthers could trade for Jimmy G, and then maybe they don't do it. But he will not make it past Atlanta at eight. So he won't get to Seattle at nine. Is not is not high enough to get Malik Willis. Possible Malik Willis goes at two, like you said, uh, but he's not making past Atlanta at eight. So I would say probably not. It, I would. I don't know. I still think Seattle could trade for Baker. I really do. They, the rumors are strong. They they sound like they really want him. To be honest, I think that a lot of NFL teams, the way they see it, is that Willis is the only quarterback in this class that they want, and if they can't get him then they don't want the other quarterbacks in this class. They'd rather just play Marcus Mariota and just deal with it. Uh, Oh, okay. This is actually a good point. I could see that. Especially Baker. Because there's no with, I guess, with Baker, there really isn't, we're going to keep him. Baker is so disruptive. And so keeping him, I mean, if you're the Browns, what do you do? I think you just send him home. The question is, do you, you got to pay him the salary either way. So if you can't trade him, if NFL teams think he's worth negative, what's better cut him and actually let him play for someone else or have to deal with the constant disruption, but keep him away from playing from someone else. The money's the same. So what would you rather do deal with disruption or deal with him playing for another team? I'd probably just deal with him playing for another team. Because I don't want disruption. I mean, it's going to be, I mean, if you have Baker Mayfield still on your roster every week, it's going to be a new article about, well, Baker did this. He did that. It's going to be a distraction. You don't want to distract. I mean, there's already enough distractions, already enough problems on the Browns. There's already a huge problem with Deshaun Watson. You need a, not the same level, but you need another big problem with Baker Mayfield. I would just cut him personally. Get rid yeah. of him. How your losses? Like, it comes a point where it's just like you really need that seventh round pick. That's gonna make or break you. Just, get, just eliminate this problem from your life. I mean, they want a premium pick at this point, so they're not getting that. They're not getting that. I can tell you, they're not I, getting that. I, I don't think that he's worth a pick at eighteen million. I don't think they're getting anything. So, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Bill O'Brien would have done a lot of things. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I appreciate that. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard sometimes. But thank you. Oh, man. All right. Where were we on the uh, show sheet? So if you want to provide your thoughts about O.J. Howard and Raheem Mostert, I kind of went a little quick through that. I think I'm good on O.J. Howard because uh, we had a question earlier about O.J. Howard. Yeah. As for Raheem Mostert, um, well, I, I think that if he's healthy, he'll play. I, I and like he'll kill Edmonds' value. Edmonds is the starter. I, I like I like Raheem Mostert. I don't know. He's so I old. Just, I just think with the, the whole coaching thing with Mike McDaniel – I think he's going to get a lot of run there. I Maybe. said I said early third. I'm I'm okay with an early third. Oh, I'm not paying that. I'm okay with it. Yeah, you can, you can have him. I'm good. Uh, I will then. <laughs> yeah, no, no, take him. I don't, I don't want him. 
Uh, okay. But yeah, I don't have anything else to say about Raheem Mostert. Deshaun likely gets suspended. Absolutely. There's no way the NFL can get away with no suspension. They would literally be... I don't even know what would happen to them. But but like I said, I do think the suspension is not going to be that long because I really think that for, for people like me, I'm not going to be satisfied with any suspension. So there's no pleasing me. So why make the suspension longer? That's what I think the conversation is going to be in their offices. You're not going to please the people who just want him out of the league forever with any length of suspension. Maybe you could please some of them with a full year. But I don't think there's any difference between six games, eight games, 10 games, 12 games. It, those, don't, those don't matter. It doesn't matter. It's not going to give you better PR. I really think the, it starts to make an impact on PR if it's a full year. And I, I can't see them doing it, but it would be interesting if they did. Yeah. That would change a lot of the takes we've made. Because I think most of the takes about Deshaun Watson, but I guess if it's, if it's eight games, that's a majority, half the fantasy season. So a lot of the takes about Deshaun Watson seem, even my own, I guess, without really thinking about it. I don't know what just happened there. I don't know uh, what happened there either. I've kind of assumed that he's just playing where the whole year, and I guess that's not, that's far from a, a lock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Far okay. from a lock. Yeah, let's, uh, all right, let's keep going. All right, I mean, Ricky Seals Jones, I, I said we could wait for you to talk about that. It's not a major signing, but oh my God. it's the Giants. Oh, it's a small deal. Right now, he's the starter, and there aren't many guys in this draft that would supplant him. So, but I don't want him. I, I don't want him on my team. He's not a fantasy asset. All right. I mean, fantasy relevant tight ends in this draft, it's basically at this point, it's either likely. Isaiah likely. It's Trey McBride. And that's Trey it. McBride and Trey McBride's number one, but then there's Weiermeyer and Likely as well. I think there's only one fantasy relevant tight end in this draft, and it's Trey McBride. I, I can't argue that one. I don't I don't know who's gonna be fantasy relevant at tight end until we know landing spots and draft capital. I mean Trey McBride's obviously gonna get it, but the other two maybe. Yeah. We don't we don't know yet, but I mean, now looking at the show sheet, this is where we get into the the major news. I know. All right, I will. I will pick it. I will pick it back up. The people demand. They demand more. They demand more energy. So we will try to give the people some more energy. All right. So let's go. Let, let's get into it. Allen Robinson, three years, forty-five million dollars to the Rams. How about that one? That one came out of nowhere. Didn't see it coming. I didn't see it coming. I thought that they were just going to stick with what they had, resign OBJ on the cheap, and uh, have Cup, Woods, and OBJ, and then Van Jefferson as their fourth. <laughs> so that's not what happened. Instead, they uh, traded Robert Woods away, which we kind of talked about from the Titans' perspective. But now from the Rams, we have Cooper Cup as the one, Allen Robinson as the two, Van Jefferson as the three, and then Tyler Higby is also there as the tight end. For me, what this means is that Allen Robinson... He should. What have I missed today? Uh, well, on the show or spice, I'll go try to give you some spice. What have I missed on the show? We've talked about a lot uh, today in the news. I mean, Winston signed with Saints. Ryan, there's a lot of stuff you missed today. Man. So go and check your sleeper games. app, CJ. Go and check your sleeper app. Check the sleeper app. If that's actually good, it's not a sponsor, but. If you want breaking news, the sleeper alerts are the best. Those are the best. This would be my first choice. So go check those sleeper alerts and you'll get a full rundown of everything that's happened today. 
Uh, not a sponsor, though. They did give me $100 to play squads. So, or, yeah, something like that. They gave me some amount of money to play squads. I always forget who gave me what. Uh, but I appreciate them for that, at the very least. What was I talking about? Uh, Alan uh, oh, Allen Robinson. Yeah, so where would you rank Allen Robinson in redraft? Give me a number. Oh, gosh. I, I'd probably rank him in the high, well, low 30s. Low 30s? Yeah. Redraft, like, you'd rank him in the low 30s. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm confusing the numbers. Low 30s, like 30, 30, 31, 32. Oh, so you'd rank him, that's low. That's, that's not right. Yeah, well, I was thinking like 22. You think 30s? I think in the 30s, but low 30s. Oh, okay. So we don't agree. Uh, I mean, in Dynasty, I have him at 33. And that's because he's going to be 29 before he's going to take a snap. And I think that's fine. But if I have him in Dynasty at 33 or 29, I have to rank him in redraft. A, a ranking of wide receiver 33 in Dynasty at 29 only makes sense if in redraft, I'm ranking him around 20, 21, 22. Yeah. If I ranked him at 30, then in Dynasty, he would be like at 45 among wide receivers or, or even lower. So why do you have him so low then? I, I, it's interesting. After they traded Woods away, because uh, we, we usually don't typically, you know, we don't plan this out, but typically we mostly agree on most things. This is a pretty, pretty big disagreement. Uh, why do you have him so low? I just, I mean, I should have him higher with the passing attack, but I just, I'm not sold on Allen Robinson as a player, honestly, after last year. I mean, maybe That's Matt fair. Nagy, maybe Matt Nagy, wrote him out of the playbook a little bit, maybe. And I know Sean McVale is certainly a better coach than Matt Nagy. I don't think there's any debate in that one, but yeah, I'm just I'm just not sold on Allen Robinson, the player from last season. He's oh, not done. He's not done, but he's not. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I get it. If they resign OBJ, then you know you know that OBJ is coming back over the back half, and that would lower my Allen Robinson rank pretty significantly. Uh, because then the back end ceiling during fantasy playoffs isn't there. Not that I'm overly scared of an injured OBJ coming back, but it would it would lower Allen Robinson ranking. Uh, Van Jefferson is was completely dead. Now after the Woods trade, he has a tiny bit of life. Uh, the the one thing also another player that I think I don't have ranked right is Tyler Higby. I think he's way too high. I think I should just move on. I don't think he. There's not going to be the targets for him. No. Where where do you have him in uh, Dynasty? Too high. Uh, I have him at. 19. I guess that's not that high. Yeah, I'm lower than you. I'm at 22. So, yeah. Seems, so. seems in the right range. I mean, there's not much at tight end, though. Like, you know? No, there isn't. But I, yeah, maybe I should have him lower. Maybe he'll catch some touchdowns in a great offense. Like, I, I think, I think that's the right maybe. spot for him in that range. He has some upside. I guess I'm not, I'm not crazy. <laughs> um, okay. Let's. Oh, moving on. I, I see the next one. Oh, what's the next one? Devontae Adams traded to the Las Vegas oh, Raiders. Yes. Um, this one. Yeah, that so I like did. Ago at this point. Yeah, I did a video on this one on this very channel. Um, you can you can go find it. Uh, but so I talked about that in detail. Uh, no, we won't talk about it for too long. But yeah, uh, what what are your thoughts? Because people people can hear mine. They're on the video. Yeah, I mean, he's he's not going to be wide receiver one, but he's going to be a high end wide receiver one if that makes sense. He's going to be going to get valuable targets. The offense is going to be great. 
Derek Carr gets a little boost from me. Not much. Just, just a tad. It's so hard to rank him over all those other uh, quarterbacks in Dynasty. All right, here. We're going we're gonna to play some games. We'll play some games with all this. So, Derek Carr and Dynasty. Derek Carr or uh, Kirk Cousins? Derek Carr. Aaron Rodgers? That's that's the line where I have right? Yeah. It's the line. I'd, I'd probably go Rodgers, but, like, it's tough. I'll take Carr. I'll take the H. Yeah, I get that. Contract, I, the contract is uh, is tough. Yes. Yeah, uh, Car or uh, Tua? No, oh, Car easy. I had, I had Car above Tua before that anyway. Oh wow, yeah. So so you like Car? Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean he's a consistent. Maybe the ceiling's QB twelve for him, like. That's the ceiling, but you could expect high-end QB two production, and especially with Devontae Adams there now, pretty easily. Yeah. No, I get it. What about okay? So let's move on to Adams. So in redraft, you would rank Adams as wide receiver what? Probably looking at the list, probably five or six. Five or six. Yeah. Who's one? Who's ahead of him? Cooper Cup's ahead of him. I, I want to put Jamar Chase. Justin Jefferson's definitely ahead of him. Tyree Kill, and then AJ Brown's kind of a toss up. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna have him at five uh, with um, Cooper Cup, Tyree Kill, Jamar Chase, Jefferson, and uh, that's it. AJ Brown's the coin flip at five and six. Wow. Uh, see, for me, Debo Samuel is Debo, the yeah. is the one that's interesting. Uh, but I'll probably have Debo Samuel behind Devontae Adams at five. Uh, and then in Dynasty, I have Devontae Adams at thirteen. I feel like I feel like he's a, a smash at uh, redraft wide receiver five because you know he's going to put up the numbers. Yeah, the wide receiver changing teams is not always great, but I know it's. The I uh, I do think that the high end ceiling isn't there. And that's why in Dynasty, he's never going to be a wide receiver one again for me. The high-end ceiling that he had with Rodgers is not there with Carr. He's not going to win you a league by himself. What's that going to translate to in redraft ADP, like wide receiver five, like mid-late second round? Something like that, yeah. I'm okay I'm okay with that. I mean, you know you're going to get a consistent producer. When last year, the He'll be in round. the second tier of wide receivers, assuming that Cup is in a tier alone as one, which is how I'm going to have it. And I know... Rounds two and three were riddled with fantasy busts last year, so. Yeah, also, I, I do think that before this, when he was on the Packers, he was the clear wide receiver, too, and he was close to being in the tier with Cooper Cup for the first tier. Now he's clearly in the second tier, and he's, he's more like five. So definitely a value hit for me. Uh, what about, I mean, I'm worried about Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro. Yeah. Uh, but it depends on what you expect. Depends on where their ADPs land. Um, in Dynasty, I'm just done with Darren Waller. Hunter Renfro, but I've been done with Darren Waller for a while. Hunter Renfro, uh, he's sitting at wide receiver 42, which feels low. But if I'm going to rank Hunter, Hunter Renfro just has no upside. Anymore. He's not going to get that target share he got last year. There's no way. He's not going to come even close. 
So I just I have him at 42. I'm just not that interested. But I, I get why someone might like him. Huh. Are your rankings based on projections, a feel, or a mix of both? Well, I don't do projections. Um, I wouldn't say it's just based on a feel. I would say projections. I get into this a lot. Projections, I would say, are mostly uh, not that helpful because you're projecting over a whole year and you obviously can't do that. Things happen in the middle of the year. Also, I just... They're definitely not based on projections. Uh, they're based on, I mean, I do mental projections. Like a lot of it's based on the reason we talk through redraft ranks, right? Because someone's redraft ranking is based on, you know, then affects their dynasty value. So that goes into it. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say it's just based on feel. It's, it's definitely not, just, I just don't have a feeling on things. I analyze it, but I don't do those type of projections. I think they are a lot of work, and I think that they are not worth it. They are not worth it. They do not provide, they don't provide added value to people reading them. Not mine, anyway. Maybe if there's someone who has a really complex or something really cool, you got to have something original. If you're just doing your own projections for the sake of doing them, they are not worth your time. Don't bother. You have to have some sort of special value add. And I just don't. So that is not my area of expertise. And I have not felt that people who do rankings based on projections are better. They haven't. I don't think their rankings are better necessarily. So if I don't think it's better, why would I do? I don't even know. Hundreds of hours of extra work. So I, I just don't have time for that. Like I, as you can kind of tell, I'm already underwater as it is. And that's not a project people are asking for. Like when the things people are asking me for are more different types of rankings. They're asking for more Patreon shows, more shows on this channel. Nobody's really asking for projections from me because they know that isn't my area of expertise. And there are other content creators who are really good at that. So they know that that's probably not something that's going to come from me. Shout out to the people that do those. It is a ton of work. Shout out to people who do it. The people who are good at it should. I just... That's why we have other creators. That's why I'm not the only fantasy football creator because I'm not good at everything. So I can't do everything. If I tried to do everything, then I wouldn't succeed at anything. Uh, okay. This means nothing, but Devonte Adams is a true sophomore with Derek Carr. <laughs> yeah, no, I am aware of this. I'm aware that he had a great connection with Derek Carr at Fresno State. Uh, and that's why he wants to play there. I do, I'm aware of that. Yeah. It's truly wild. I, I still can't believe that went down. They, they've rumored it for so long. They've talked about it. They're like, hey, this could happen. And everyone's like, no, nah, Aaron Rodgers is there. It's never going to happen. Lo and behold, the NFL is a wild place. Apparently. So uh, it's the AFC West. Wild, wild, yeah, wild. Watch my video on the Devontae Adams trade. Yep. It, it's on this channel. It's, it's great. Yep. So DJ Moore made all this wide receiver craziness. He got an extension. Three years, 61 mil. I thought it was four years. It, it was four years when it initially came out. I guess it was four. It's three more years because he still has one more year. But uh, And then maybe maybe there's a void year, but it's three actual years after this year. So it's through 2025. Yeah. I, I have to ask you the question. Will he ever get a quarterback? Well, I think he's getting Jimmy G this year. But... Uh, so, no, I mean, he's not getting a good quarterback this year. We'll see. I I, I don't know. He's not going to get anyone great this year. 
it's it's so tough. I mean, at least for me, he'd rock in my dynasty ranks if he got a quarterback, but it just never seems like it's going to happen. Doesn't seem like it's going to happen. Right now, I have him at wide receiver 12. Yeah, I have him at wide receiver 11, I believe. But that would that would go up. I said I said like three potentially if Deshaun Watson, but it's not. He doesn't. It's, have yeah, him. they were out early in that sweepstakes. Uh, yeah, I mean, right now his starting quarterback is Sam Darnold. He still puts up good be, numbers. It won't be Sam Darnold. Don't worry. No, there's no way. No possible chance to be Sam Darnold. I, I agree. I, I think he could be Jimmy G. I don't. I want to rule out Malik Willis. I, I want to. What do you think about this though? If the Panther from FF Lefty, if the Panthers draft Willis, how far would DJ Moore move down in your dynasty rankings? That's a that's kind a of a fan- Lamar effect. That's a fantastic question. I'd probably put him down a couple of spots, 13, 14, 15, maybe in that range. Yeah. I, I'm not sure that Malik Willis is that is gonna be this bad, but I'm not excited for it. You, know, you gotta hope. He can be more like Kyler Murray or Trey Lance, what we wanted Trey Lance to be than Lamar. But concerning, I, Willis would not be what I'm looking for to move DJ more up my dynasty rankings. No. Which quarterback improves DK's dynasty value the most? Baker, Jimmy, Willis, Locke. Uh, it's Jimmy. Definitely yeah. Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy is the only one of Jimmy's the only one of these who's a competent NFL passer right now. Willis probably too. I is he is competent passer? I don't know. I I take I take that over Locke and Baker at this point. I would too. The chance, but I, Jimmy for me would be the one who would improve DK's value the most right now. Yeah. Also, because getting Jimmy means that they could get someone actually good in 2023 for DK. Uh, Willis, you know, it's going to be him, but I don't really want that. I love Willis. Look, don't I don't want to hear people to hear what I'm not saying. I love Willis's dynasty value for himself, the same way that I like Lamar's dynasty value for himself. But just because I like his value for himself doesn't mean I like the value of his weapons. Same thing goes for Jalen Hurts. And by the way, your Eagles have a new wide receiver. I know. I saw that. Zach Pascal has signed with the Eagles. Well, he's immediately the wide receiver too. Ahead yep. of uh, ahead of Rager, and uh, but yeah, I think this is a good a good solution to their problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out Zach Pascal for carrying me in the fantasy playoffs a couple years back when he posted like twenty in a random uh, wild card week when I had to start him. Yeah, that's about that's about it. But yeah, I like I like Zach Pascal, so I'm happy. Grade the trade. Jonathan Taylor for DK and three first 107, 2023 and 2024. I'll give it an A. A. I give it an A. I can't give it an A plus. I love Jonathan Taylor, but I know. <laughs> anyone else that would have been A plus. I love the value. FF lefty Pascal. Really love that guy. I, I don't hate him, but I don't, I don't love him. I, he's not going to have any fantasy value. This is an NFL signing. The only people on that team who are going to have fantasy value are Devonta Smith and Dallas Goddard for receivers, maybe Miles Sanders, if he gets his shit together, but you don't want additional receivers on this team. All this does is, you know, it makes it clear that there isn't going to be another relevant receiver there 
you know, stock down, you can now cut Jalen Rager and Quez Watkins from your dynasty teams. And it, honestly, you can cut Pascal too. I don't have any interest. Uh, but at least the maybe JJ Ortega Whiteside won't make the team. Don't remind me. I'm remind. I have to. I, have to. I know it's it's so rough. I mean, my my friends from time to time always send me pictures of him with under the umbrella. Have you have you seen that picture? No. I'll, I'll send it to you. Just 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 give me under a second. Under an umbrella. Under a under a sun umbrella. Hold on. Uh, I've never well, heard of that. I'll I'll pull up the picture. But first off, will. We'll talk about the next move, which is which is the big. Oh, one. I don't like this one. Deshaun Watson to the Cleveland Browns for three first plus some minor picks, fully guaranteed five years, two hundred thirty million dollar deal. You, you could talk about that while I find this picture. It's not going to be hard. Right. To find it. Yeah, that's fine. Um, okay, so yeah, so they gave him a fully guaranteed contract, five years, and then they put all the money in the none of the money in the first year salary of the contract. So that way he can uh, he can you know not lose that money with a suspension. So I mean I don't it's this is all gross, right? I mean you had all the NFL teams lining up for someone who still has twenty two you know sexual assault allegations against him. Uh, it's gross. I. I don't really know what to say. Obviously, it just shows that there are some NFL teams, not all of them, not all of the teams feel this way. There are a lot of teams who were never going to pursue Deshaun Watson, no matter what there are. There are teams who felt that way, but some of the NFL teams, including we know the Falcons, the saints, the Panthers and the Browns did not care. And they were going to do whatever it takes to get Deshaun Watson on their team, no matter what. As part of me can't blame the general manager because general managers, because if they don't do it, they're going to get fired anyway. Uh, they're going to lose their jobs if they don't win. Uh, you know, I do suspect that the teams that said no came from the ownership, just decided that's not going to be for us. With that said, from a fantasy pr- perspective, it, it, we have to see how many games he's going to play this year. If he plays all of them, then it's a huge boost to Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper went from being irrelevant to being very relevant. Uh, as for beyond that, I I don't know. I, Donovan Peoples-Jones, I'm still not interested in. They're going to sign another wide receiver. Will Fuller. Probably Will Fuller. There's also some talk about Jarvis Landry coming back because actually now that Amari's there, you, you put Jarvis in the slot and you had Cooper kind of as the top outside receiver and Peoples-Jones as a deep threat, it would actually kind of work. Uh, especially now that they got rid of Austin Hooper. Now they could go back to playing 11 personnel more. So they're going to add another wide receiver. And yeah, I just feel like it is what it is. Uh, you know, it, it's just, it's tough. And, you know, obviously if you're in a super flex league, you should probably add Jacoby Brissett to your the back end of your roster in case he starts eight games this year It's worth something. So just make sure he's not on waivers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I agree. It's very tough situation to navigate. I don't. Yeah, it's icky. It's icky. Yeah. It's it's icky and gross. And you know, I really think that it's the kind of thing that it just shows that you know people in the NFL do not care about anything other than winning. It's all that matters. And that you know, that's in some ways that's sad. 
you know, I often said if it was up to me that Deshaun Watson would not play in the NFL again, or at least would not play until these lawsuits were resolved in some way, some way that was, you know, brought justice. And that has not happened. So I certainly wouldn't have been anything like this. I certainly wouldn't have signed off on a trade like this if I were the owner of the team. And, you know, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. So, you know, I understand that other people feel differently, but that's how I feel. Uh, and there really is nothing else to say about it. When it comes to redraft this year, it's going to be tough to decide where to draft him when you have no idea how many games he could play. He could play anything from all the games to almost none of the games. So then I don't know how to give advice. I don't, I, I just don't know how to be in the predicting business of how long the suspension is based on events that have, haven't happened yet. He's still sitting for depositions in these civil trials. So I just don't, how can I give advice on that? I don't know. And that affects everybody. Essentially, Amari Cooper is either a mid wide receiver two or completely irrelevant, depending on how many games Watson is suspended. But how, how do I, what do I tell you? I, I don't even know. So it's tough. Hopefully we get a resolution uh, on that suspension soon, but I don't think we will. They're going to wait until the last possible moment and have the most information they possibly can, which is probably the right thing to do. Because uh, really, there's no difference if you hand down a suspension now or in five months. It doesn't matter. So you might as well wait until you have the most possible information before acting. But, you know, I, for our, our purposes, that's going to be incredibly inconvenient. But, you know, again, that's a minor issue in the grand scheme of things is our inconvenience really is not the point here. But I, I understand that this is going to be a very frustrating topic for me, for probably, you know, any and all of my co-hosts and people I work with on content. And also for all of you playing fantasy football who, you know, this is not your fault. Like you didn't ask to have to deal with this situation. So it's, it's you shouldn't, you know. If you're frustrated about it, feel the frustration. It's, you know, it's totally fair. And I want everyone to be able to feel how they need or want to feel about it. Uh, and if you're along the lines of, I just don't want Deshaun Watson on my fantasy team, fine. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. If that's how you want to play the game, I I'm fine with that. There's nothing wrong with, with doing things that way. You can roster the players that you want. Uh, whoever, you know, at the end of the day, this is a hobby. Most people are not playing high stakes fantasy. Most people are playing, you know, with hobby money. So roster the players you want to roster. With that being said, personally, I'm fine. I, I'm fine drafting Deshaun Watson on my fantasy team. Uh, because at the end of the day, this is, it's a game. And these, th this is not really the people. It's just drafting a representation of numbers. So I, I can still put him on my team, but I understand if other people don't want to do that. Uh, but in real life, if I had to trade, if I were the owner of the Browns, I wouldn't trade for him. I wouldn't trade for the real person. I, I couldn't do it. So there's, there's a layer of separation for me that allows me to see those two situations differently. But I understand if you don't feel that way. So do, do whatever you need to do. Uh, yeah. Was that good? Yeah, I, think, I think that was pretty good cover uh, yeah. of that. And, um, you know, I'm sure I'll get questions about it. But for now, I think we should move on. Yeah, that's perfectly okay. fine. I mean, you, you explained it perfectly. I don't need yeah. to add anything. So we're going to move on. And then speaking of the Browns, Austin Hooper to the Titans. One yeah. Six million. It's good for everybody, right? I mean, it's good for everybody. 
Njoku gets a chance to play. And I like Njoku's talent. The Browns were unfair in how they treated Njoku over the last few years, I think. You know, they picked up his fifth-year option, didn't use him. Now they franchise tagged him. So it's nice to see he's going to get an opportunity to play. So I'm actually happy for David Njoku. He really didn't do anything wrong. But with that aside, focusing more on Austin Hooper on the Titans, I like it a lot less now that Robert Woods is there. The target share is just not going to be there. This is, But Austin Hooper is not a great blocker. So they are probably bringing him in to play some receiver. But uh, I'm not overly interested, but he was getting to the point where I was going to cut him from my dynasty team. And now he's no longer in that group. I would rather have, so let's see where I have Hooper ranked. Um, I have Hooper in dynasty. I'll just give you guys a number. I have Austin Hooper. Oh, wow. I have him really low. I have him at tight end 28. So I guess I'm not interested at all. (laughs) I have him above John Smith though. Yeah, I have him down here at 30, so. Oh, yeah, so so not super interested, but no, it's still roster-worthy. All right, we have a yeah. few questions. Has James, uh, so I actually don't think this one made it onto the show sheet. Uh, no. Has James Washington's value, yeah, I missed this one. Has James Washington's value increased with Dallas? Of course. I mean, it was zero, so yes, but he's just a flyer, nothing more. He has no pick value, but if he's on waivers, I don't think he should be. I think he should be added. He's gonna he's gonna get more playing time than he did in Pittsburgh. So that's that's a guarantee. Absolutely. So I, I, he should he should be added, but nothing more uh, until uh, Jerry drafts a first round wide receiver. Then you can cut him. Yeah, if that happens. I uh, love you guys. Thanks for the insight. Thanks, Ed. I love Ed. Yep. Same. Um, okay. Aside from Lance, obviously, are there any other quarterbacks that are not currently starters that you're looking to acquire? Um, Gardner Minshew. Yeah, I, I would say is the big one. I think he's the one. He's the only one. Because now Marcus Mariota is not in that group anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gardner Minshew is the only one. I think this is more uh, free agency and weight kind of question because that developed last year with Mitch Trubisky was an ad when he was on Buffalo because you kind of knew this was yeah. going to happen with him. Well, Gardner Minshew is one season away from being a free agent. That's why I'm yep. saying Adam now. Yep, Adam now. I, I agree. He's a Mitch Trubisky, Marcus Mariota kind of situation where his value is going to get a massive bump when he eventually probably start, signs the bridge starter somewhere next year. Don't know where that would be. Because I like Tyler Huntley, but Tyler Huntley was an exclusive rights free agent this year and will be a restricted free agent next year. So he's two years away from being an uh, unrestricted free agent. Whereas Gardner Minshew is only one year away. So he's closer to being that being on the market. And I do think that Gardner Minshew will get a bridge starting job when he's on the market. Um, yeah. So, cause just like Mariota and Trubisky did, I think Minshew has a good shot at it, but other than him, I, I used to say Jordan love, but I think that ship has sailed. I think Jordan love is never going to be a starter. Yeah. I think that ship might've sailed as well. Also, I think that if he was going to be a starter, the Colts could have traded a third round pick for Jordan love. They didn't, they traded a third round pick for a washed Matt Ryan. I, I think that looking at all the trades, this is telling you that people do not view Jordan Love as a starter and they're not willing to send more than a day three pick for him. So he, he's someone I'll keep around. But, you know, at this point, I have Jordan Love ranked as quarterback 32. And now right. that Mar- now that Mariota signed, Mariota is going to move ahead of Love because Mariota is going to be in line to start. So Love is going to go down to 33. Yeah. So, and then when, when the rookies come in, there's probably going to be three or four rookies ahead of him. So yeah, love is in that in that stash range. I would uh, I have him valued between the three hundred three and the three hundred four in superflex, which honestly seems a little high, but 
it's still he's lost. He was a mid second round pick when he came out. So he's lost some value. Mm-hmm. Even though supposedly he would be closer to starting now, but he's actually lost value. Okay. Recently, we've seen a, a wide receiver rocket to the top of fantasy with free agency changes. Diggs, Cup, and who will it be this year? So Diggs moved himself. Cup, yeah. I think we're talking about Matthew Stafford. So, but if you had to pick someone who wasn't a superstar and will be this year, who Ooh. would you choose? This is a tough call because this is always tough. I mean, Stefan Diggs, the talent was always there. Cooper Cup, same thing. It just took him a while to get to fantasy superstar uh, status. I'm yeah. looking through the rankings. I, I'm not going to go with Jerry Judy because it seems like a cop out answer, kind of. With also seems unlikely to me. It all, yeah. I mean, Deontay Johnson's already kind of a fantasy superstar. I also don't see Deontay Johnson being any better. I think last year was pretty good. I don't think it's going to be better. I mean, I I have one. I go go for it. Jalen Waddle. I Jalen Waddle changed, but I do think Jalen Waddle goes. Oh, there's someone in Jacob Grease. Uh, yeah, Jalen Waddle. I think Jalen Waddle goes from being a star to being a superstar, like a top top receiver. Lamb, Lamb, I could also see. Lamb is another good one. Someone who's kind of been productive, but not all that great and takes a step forward to greatness. Lamb is someone I could 100% see. Those are actually two really good names. They are. I would have said DJ Moore if he'd gotten the quarterback upgrade. Yeah, that would have been, been a great. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I didn't know Waddle. I didn't know Waddle counted. I thought Waddle finished too high this past year. Oh, you really think he was too high? But no, Cooper Cup had a wide receiver four season in his, on his resume. He did. I so like agree with Waddle. we're talking about someone. I think we're talking about someone who went from great to like boom, excellent. Mm-hmm. You know? And those are some players I think could do it. Yeah, it's a really good name. Someone who's yeah. been talented, hyped, but hasn't really delivered. Lamb is a name that I, I have. I have out there. That is a really good choice. But again, not really super based on free agency, but there, there. He's still the same quarterback, same place. Traded a 2024 second for DJ Chark. Thoughts? I, I guess. Mean, it's okay. I mean, if it's late, I don't have a it's it's so far away. I don't it's far away. It's fine, but I just I don't think I'm trading for DJ Chark. Not sure if you talked about it. We haven't actually. Uh, but because it happened before the last show and just hasn't been resolved yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where do you think things. Landry will play Jarvis Landry? Where is Juju's value and where is your rank? So we'll hold that because Juju's next on the show sheet. Landry, though. Landry, I'm surprised he hasn't signed. I actually think that there is a good chance he resigns with the Browns. Seriously, that has been talked about. That has been talked about. It has been discussed. I think that's not that unlikely. If he doesn't, then the Packers, but they have Cobb. I don't really think a slot is what they need. They need an outside receiver. No. I don't know. Chiefs you haven't filled their, Chiefs I mean, filled their whole the Falcons Titans. have nothing. Yeah. So, but you really think Landry is going to go to a complete and utter rebuild now. I think I he goes think back so. to Cleveland. I think that's, I, I agree with you. If it, if it went on this long, odds are he's going to come back at some point. Like, you know, well, who needs this kind of receiver? Really? Bu- Buffalo. 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 And the, was the chief, the chiefs filled their need. With Juju. Yep. But Buffalo 
it is up there. They need a slot receiver. It's exactly what they need. They have outside receivers. They have Diggs. They have Davis. They have outside receivers. They need a slot receiver. I thought they were going to be on Kirk. Kirk ended up being way too expensive. So I think Landry signs in Buffalo with a contender. If he doesn't sign in Buffalo, I could see him sign. But like every other team that needs is not a contender. Mm-hmm. So I just Buffalo just seems like such a perfect fit. If the Titans want to load up. Woods is not really a slot receiver. AJ Brown is definitely not a slot receiver. So he would make sense there if they really want to load up at receiver. Yeah. Uh, the Saints, but Thomas does like to play in the slot. So not sure that's a great fit. I would have said the Bucks before they signed Gage. Um, that's a good one. Yeah. 49ers are not a terrible spot. It wouldn't be great for the existing weapons there. Uh, but yeah, I do think that my two choices would be first Buffalo and second would be back to Cleveland are, are the yeah. most likely. I, I think he's going back, but I agree Buffalo's up there as well. Uh, in a rookie draft, Mariota and Trubisky are available. Should I use pick 301 on one of them? Okay. Alberto is also available. So 10 team Superflex, not tight end premium. Okay. So would you use the 301? It's a 10 team Superflex. Would you use the 301 on either of these two or Alberto? Uh, I, that's, this is tough. I'd probably use it on Albert O and Trubisky, and I probably would pass on Mariota. Use it on Alberto in a not tight end premium. Alberto is not ranked that highly for me overall. At, at 301, I but 301, remember, in a 10 team is pick 21. Yeah. So That's, it's it's higher. Yeah. I would uh I would probably let's see who gets picked, but I, I'd only consider using it on Trubisky of these. I wouldn't really consider the other two. Yeah, I mean Alberto is it it seems like his value spot there in a 10 team. I feel yeah. like that's where the teardrop is going to be around pick 21, maybe a little before that, like the second teardrop or the third. I don't know how my tiers are going to align, but definitely not the first. Yeah. Dixon plays slot. They also have Isaiah McKenzie who can play in the slot. Um, it's not limited to a slot receiver, but I do think that they want a slot receiver because I think they want to be able to go dual slots as well in four when they go four wide. Uh, although they haven't done that much with Dawson Knox kind of emerging. Uh, anyway, where were we? Oh, Juju. Juju's yeah, next. Juju. Team, right? Yep. One year deal with the Chiefs up to $10 million. 10 points out. Yeah, but it's only $3 million in base compensation. Yeah. <laughs> so he's really not guaranteed much. I don't, I mean, I don't think this is much for Juju. Where, where do you have Juju uh, ranked in, I mean, in Dynasty? I don't even know. I have Juju ranked at, uh, very low. Wide receiver 40. Ooh, I have him a little higher. I'm at 35. Yeah, I'm not interested. I'm not really on him either. I just I just think nobody wanted him in free agency. Nobody wanted him, and I think it's very telling. No one wanted him. So I'm out on Juju. I, I Now, I'm not out because, well, the Kansas City wide receiver 2 never does anything. I, I'm not out no. for that reason. I think that that's kind of just a narrative. I mean, I, I think it's possible that the Kansas City wide receiver two could do something. I, I don't, I don't use past failures against him. I'm just not interested in Juju, and this hasn't made me interested in Juju. That's all. But it's not because of that reason. Yeah, I mean, Sammy Watkins was a really good football player when he was in Kansas City. Like, it's not that narrative. At, at times. <laughs> at times, I mean, he was, he was good at what he was doing. 
Yeah. We're just commanding some extra defense away from Tyree Kill and that's Travis he was he was good at that. He's a better NFL player than he was fantasy in Kansas City. Where do you think you're gonna rank Juju in redraft? Do you think probably high wide receiver four, low wide receiver three-ish? Yeah, so so not good. <laughs> yeah, He's I'm definitely gonna draft before low. that. I'm probably going to rank him pretty low. So I won't have any. I, I, I'm not, I won't have I'm not any a fan. teams either. But All right, what about the next back, one? Yeah, we're going back to Atlanta with Cordell Patterson re-signing. Two years, $10.5 million. Damian Williams also signed. So Yeah, but now I'm a lot less interested. Yeah, uh, I hope you know now. Well, I mean, with Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan is immobile and is kind of a dump-off machine. Because every immobile guy is. And now Marcus Mariota is not that. So Cordero Patterson has taken a hit for me. Uh, I'm not. They also signed Damian Williams. Damian Williams has no value. I'd rather have him over Mike Davis, probably. But they're going to, I would think they're going to add yet another running back. They also now have another third round pick, which increases the odds they're going to add a running back. I think they will. And either Damian Williams or Mike Davis will get the axe. And they'll be third. Who's ever left will be third. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a tough scenario. They they're still in the market for one of those big guys at running back as well. Kenneth Walker. I don't think so I, I think I oh think big guys as in draft pick. Yes. Yeah, draft pick. Free agent, no. Not not free agent. Be good. No yeah, draft, draft pick. Yes, I think that they could be. I uh, uh, let's look at the draft order for a second. So they have obviously eight is not going to be a running back, and then their next pick comes at. Uh, 43. It's kind of tough though, because like you think wall hall wall hall or Walker will be there at 43. I think they'll both be gone. Walker could be hall. No, I think it's unlikely because you'd have to get past Seattle twice. And, and you have to get past Houston at 37. Houston at 37 is the one. Houston at 37 I have is circled as we don't bad news. Bad news for potential. They got a a bunch of picks now, too. I I do think that that's the the floor for... I think Hall's going to go in the first round, but I think Houston at 37 is probably the floor for Walker. I don't think he's going to make it to Atlanta. But I do think Atlanta just picked up another third-round pick in this deal. So now they pick at 74-82. I think there's a good chance. And they also have another pick from Tennessee from the Jones trade at 58 yeah, I think there's a good, and they could decide that maybe Isaiah Spiller is worth a pick at 58 if they like him. So I think there's a good chance that they pick somebody with one of those three picks, especially in the third if if they miss out on the big three. Uh, so I'm not super interested in Damian Williams or Mike Davis. Cordero Patterson will have some value. Unfortunately, Marcus Mariota is a downgrade, uh, and they still have no wide receivers at all, none. Calvin Ridley suspended for the whole year, and they have Pitts, but that's it. All right, two or three or Juju. I'd go 203. Um, yeah, in Superflex, I'll go 203. And one could be able to do. Yeah. But I, I get it. How do you offer 207 for Albert L uh, in a 10 team Superflex, not tight end premium? Uh, I want 207. So yeah. what, whatever you need to do to take the 207 side, I want that side, 207 over Albert L in this format. Yeah, in this format. Second. Yeah. I, he's probably right between like, yeah, but this is a grand team. So 207 is really 205. Yeah, so I do that. I, mean, I want the, the pick easily. Easily. 
12 team half PPR. So I guess that's not super flex. So then I'll take Juju over two or three. Yeah. Uh, Alex, how does Mariota impact Pitts? I think the Falcons must draft the QB. It doesn't in Dynasty. I'm just so enamored with Pitts's potential. I mean, you're talking about getting a George Kittle level, not George Kittle really, but like George Kittle, Mark Andrews, but he's like five years younger than those guys. And, you know, he's younger. He's younger now than when those guys, when Kittle came into the league by a lot. So I, um, I'm in on Kyle Pitts. I'm not moving him down. This is a buy window if there's any. I don't, if, I don't even think there is. Marcus Mariota is not going to be Kyle Pitts quarterback for very long. The worst case scenario is he's Kyle Pitts quarterback for all of this year. Ooh, good question. Question. What do you think about this? How do you handle league mates that continue to send really bad offers? I commission a league where people complain about constant bad offers from certain GMs. Unfortunately, there's, you, well, I'm not going to say unfortunately because I'm guilty of this. I always say break people down, send them bad offers, try to make them angry because angry people make mistakes. So you're not going to like my answer to this. Uh, it's going to be nothing. You can't do anything about people sending offers. Yeah. The most you can do is if you really don't want to receive offers from a person, you can send them a message. It's like, I'm done trading with you. Never send me an offer again. But you probably don't want to do that no, because then you can never trade with that person. And that kind of hurts you. So you want to let people continue send, to send you offers because you never know when they're going to make a mistake and you can take advantage of it. So you could always hit them with the egregious counter. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, but you can't kick people out of a league for sending bad. No. There is a point. There is a point, And I don't know what this point is, but there is a point at which it becomes ridiculous. But I think that that's a point well beyond anything I've ever seen. Like we're talking multiple offers a day for many days in a row, then sure. But I don't, I've never even seen that happen. So I wouldn't, there's not much you can do about it. Uh, okay. We good with the uh, Atlanta running backs? Yeah, I think we're good with the Atlanta. Yeah, I think backs. we're good with it. Uh, what's next? So Stafford got into a massive extension, four years, one hundred sixty million dollars. Well deserved. Super Bowl winning quarterback. I mean, there's not much to say here. He's still going to be a QB low end QB one with fantasy. Yeah, where do you that have him ranked in uh, Dynasty? I have him ranked at. Again, on the quarterback sheet of my, I have him at fourteen. I have him at ten. I get behind that. So I think I'm it's here there. I'm all in. I like seeing him get locked up because everyone who goes with Sean McVay always succeeds. So That's I'm, true. I'm, I, I'm all in. And this is just, this just makes me more confident in my takes about Robinson and cup and everyone else. So I'm all in on, on Stafford. I have him at 10. I'm ahead of Trey Lance right now. Cause I'm concerned that Jimmy G is still going to be there. If Jimmy G were traded, Trey Lance would move ahead of him Im- immediately, and then Stafford would be 11. But I have Stafford ahead of Russell Wilson after this extension. I just, I'd rather the guy in the Rams. Because Russell Wilson fair. doesn't run enough anymore to, to use that as a difference. And Stafford is a better passer. I think Stafford's a better passer than Russell Wilson. They're both, we saw they're both fantastic. They both are. They both are fantastic. It's but also, it, it is, yeah. But I would take Stafford with, with the money and Sean McVay. Yeah, I have um, them both in the same tier, so I, I see what you're saying. So I, I. I, have, I have Wilson a little I higher. I have them back-to-back. I have Stafford, Lance, the 101, Russell Wilson, Hurts, and Fields all back-to-back, putting Malik Willis right in that tier from Stafford to Fields. Yeah, I, I have it the same way. I, I have Fields, Wilson, 
Hertz and then Stafford. I've Hertz up there. Yeah, maybe, no, a, little I, too, maybe I, a little too high, but I totally get it. It's the fancy upside. It's just as long as he starts, it's insane. But we're gonna keep moving on. We're gonna go to Robert Tunyon getting a one-year deal returning to the Packers. Do we know the money on this deal, or do uh, we never find it? I don't. I haven't seen any. I, think I looked for it, but couldn't find it. It's one of those things. Um, yeah, I mean. I yeah, nothing reported. Spotrack has nothing. No, that's that's unfortunate. But yeah, I mean, one year he's gonna get all the targets at this point, right? <laughs> yeah, but mm, I I'm not you interested. You can't. I mean, I think he's priced out in Dynasty. Where do you have him? I'm I have, very low. I have him very low as well. I have him at 28. I'm at 26, so a little bit higher, but I, I'm not. I, I'm not overly interested. I, I think people are going to value him in the 20s to 19 range after a one-year deal. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm going to pass on. They that. like Josiah Degara a lot, and uh, yeah, I just <laughs> I'm not interested in Robert Tony. They have to add more receivers, but we'll see. If they don't add anybody, then maybe. But I, <laughs> you I don't never know. know what the Packers. We've been asking for that for how long now? Years? Too long. Do we talk about this? A little. A little. It would nuke that, everybody, right? It would. Yeah. If Fournette, okay, so let's just, we'll talk about it quick as a hypothetical. If Fournette went to the Pats, he's the clear starter. Yes. And Harris and Stevenson are completely, almost completely irrelevant. Because that's how I would have it. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's That would be hope very it, bad. I hope it's a one-year deal and buy on Stevenson, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it, would, it would be bad. Uh, in a startup draft, would you trade 110 and 23 first for 102? Which side do you want here? Um, I, want, I want the 102. You do? Yeah. Uh, I don't I'm, know about that. I'm assuming this is a one QB. I don't... I do it in a super flex either way. Even in a, I'm still not giving up a 23 first for this. I'm not giving up a 23 first to, to move up eight picks. I just will not do it. I That's won't fair. do it. I, I will. I'm That's not giving up my 23 first in the first round when I have no idea what a team is going to look like. No idea. That's um, that's interesting. The next comment. Well, then I'm definitely doing it. I'll take the I'll take the twenty I'll take the side with the twenty three first and take the twenty three first and let people make mistakes. I want this off the board first. Yeah. So people are making bad picks. So if people are making bad picks, then I want to move back. I'll move back and take my value. That's the twenty three. That's fair. That 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 alters it a little bit for me. I I was assuming that Mahomes. Maybe we can still get Kyler Murray at one ten. If you can get Kyler Murray at one ten and then have an extra twenty three first, how do you feel? I feel pretty good. Uh, Yeah, I was, I was, I was saying, assuming this was Mahomes or Allen off the board first, you go up for one of those two. I think they're worth it. I'm still, I'm not giving a twenty three first to do it, no matter what. That's that's fair. That's that's a difference in thinking, but I I understand both sides of the argument there. I'm protected those 23 firsts i i am too i've only traded away one and yeah. you know but next up we got rashad penny one-year deal returning to seattle one year 6.5 million i there were the incentives are really it's low aren't they? Yeah, it's a little unclear but he's guaranteed at least 5.75 so that's starter money that's on backup money so they he's the starter chris carson yep. is at this point just a maybe he might come back if he comes back he's the backup yeah, I, I agree. I mean, we don't know if he's going to come back from that neck injury at all. We have no idea. But if he does, he's the backup. Yeah. Penny's the starter. I, I, I would agree, especially after that run. Yeah, in close 
they could still draft someone. So I'd be a little wary, but you know, as of now, I, I'm somewhat, I'm Penny's obviously a sell to me. I'm not really interested in someone who in four years had six good games. That's fair. I, I'm, I'm a little speculative on it if I could get him for a late second, but I don't think I can. Uh, so Penny or uh, Tony Pollard? I'd go Penny. I... Damian Harris? With the, with the Fournette news, I'd probably go Penny. Let's say Fournette didn't sign there. Let's say he signs back with Tampa. I'd probably go Damian Harris. Okay. Uh, Penny or Devin Singletary? I'd, I'd go Penny. I think they're adding a back. Buffalo. Yeah. I, I have Penny above Singletary, but yeah. behind Harris. Hunt, Kareem Hunt. What about Kareem Hunt? Kareem Hunt or Penny? Ooh, I, I'd take... I'd probably take Kareem Hunt. I'll like also take Kareem Hunt, mostly because Watson's there now. Yeah. That that makes the difference for me. Would you be trying to, trying to acquire Keyshawn Vaughn? Uh, thoughts on the Tampa Bay backfield as a whole? Uh, no, I'm not trying to acquire Keyshawn Vaughn. They're adding someone. I don't know where. I think they're going to re-sign Fournette, but maybe they don't really want Fournette because he's I, exploring his options. Exactly. They would have signed him to a deal by now, right? Gordon is still out there, though. That is true. I, I don't. They're they're gonna. Acquire. I think they signed Fournette or Gordon to be their starter. I agree. They're not gonna roll with Keyshawn Vaughn. Is there any concern that Brees Hall doesn't even find a landing spot to be the bell cow? So there is minor concern, but I do think that Brees Hall is the kind of player that will push aside the players that are there. So. If you look at it, what's the earliest, realistically, you think Brees Hall could be picked in the draft? Probably Tampa. 13 to Houston? I, I don't think. I think it's a little too you know, high. You know, I think that's way too high. I think it's late first or early second. Okay. To be honest with you, I'll be honest. I think I see what the earliest spot that Brees Hall could actually be picked is 19 to Philadelphia. That's the earliest. Seriously. That's fair. That's, that's fair. the earliest. Because I just think like the Chargers, they're not going to sign him. They're not going to draft Brees. You don't draft Brees Hall. You draft Brees Hall if he's going to be your starter. Yeah, they have Eckler. They don't. Gordon signed to the Chargers. Did I? No, that was no. that was a fake account that got a lot of a people fake yesterday. Account. It got a lot of people yesterday. How is Hunt's value jumped with Watson there? The offense is going to be better. <laughs> and it, it, there's no Baker. So everyone's value jumped with Watson there. Val- offense is better. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. But yeah, I thought that Arizona was a good spot. I don't think they draft him now. I think that they've spent too much money on Connor. So if he, but if he goes to somewhere like Buffalo or Miami, he's the workhorse starter and everyone else there just wasted their time signing there. Uh, I do think Miami is unlikely. Yeah. However, I do think there's one team that very much needs a running back, hasn't signed anyone in free agency and has the 30th overall pick and could be very interested. In Brees Hall. Chiefs. Yep. The Chiefs, they made a mistake. <laughs> and now they can undo it. Can you imagine I don't think that? that unlikely. Can there you imagine are, the hype if that happened on draft night? Can you imagine Twitter? Also, I would, oh, that would be crazy. But I would say, if you're holding on to Miles Sanders or Michael Carter, I would be slightly worried that if those teams have the chance to take Brees Hall, I don't think Michael Carter or Miles Sanders is enough of an impediment to stop them from taking Brees Hall. 
They're not good enough. To Brees Hall is way better. Same thing with the Chiefs with Clyde. Brees, it's not an impediment to taking Brees Hall. Whereas like you know Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon's too good. Like Dallas has too many running backs. Buffalo, yeah. I think Devin Singletary is not an impediment to taking Brees Hall. If they want to take Brees Hall at twenty fifth overall, they will, whether they have Devin Singletary or not. Seattle is the same thing. I don't think Rashad Penny is an impediment to taking Brees Hall if he falls to 40 or 41. So there are, you know, I would say if you look at the rankings, you know, my dynasty rankings, I would say, you know, you have obviously like Gibson, Cook, Chubb. Those are all, you know, too good. Mitchell is scary. Uh, Barkley, Henry, Kamara, Jacobs, you know, are all good enough. But I would say the first one who's not is Travis Etienne because he's not healthy. And I could, that would be bad. That would be a very bad, but Etienne Montgomery, Montgomery, I think is good enough just because he's cheap, but Montgomery, Etienne Carter. They don't have premium draft capital. They trade that first. They don't have it. Yeah. But Etienne Carter and Miles Sanders are the ones who are, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire are nominal starters who I do not think are good enough to stop their teams from taking Brees Hall. They're just, and so my answer to this question is no. Brees Hall will become the bell cow wherever he goes. I will not worry about Talent. any of those players I know. Talent always rises. Talent it always rises. And he is better than any of those players. All those players are, other than Michael Carter, who I like his potential a lot, and I would be sad for him. Travis Etienne has injuries, but I'm not losing any sleep over Miles Sanders or Clyde Edwards-Alaire losing their jobs. Uh, we, this we answered. This was a fake account. Eagles can't take a running back. They have bigger needs. This is Howie Roseman. You, you tell me they can't take a running back. They take a running they back. They can, anymore. but the, Adam's right. They need defense. They, they also, need Miles defense. Sanders is in the last year of his deal, so they could easily take a running back, go with you know Hall as the starter, and just play out the rest of Sanders' contract and then just toss him in the garbage after this season. They need to – it's Howie Roseman. They, they might need defense, but that might <laughs> – uh, okay, yes, I would say this made sense, except that the Bucks are a Super Bowl team. I, are you going to trust your whole offense to a rookie? I mean, I guess Kansas City did when they drafted Clyde, and no one batted an eye. Maybe we should have. But I guess they could. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, I'd, be, I'd be okay with that. They're, they're different levels of prospect. We know this. Reese Hall, I think, is ready to come in and start right away. I, could totally, I, I guess I could see them doing this. Yeah, but uh, you know, I would, they would sign another veteran I, if they sign someone kind of meh. If they sign like Marlon Mack, that might be a sign they're looking at Brees Hall at twenty-seven. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I think I mean I'm excited on Brees Hall. I, I don't think we're gonna have a problem. I don't think we're gonna have a problem. So I think we covered Rashad Penny. And he was also yep. on that list of people who are not an impediment to taking Brees Hall. What's next, Gerald Everett? Yep, Gerald Everett, two years, twelve million to the Chargers. You kind of, are you kind of surprised that Gerald Everett got this much money, or is it just me? Uh, I'm kind of. He, I mean, I guess it's not that much money, so I guess I'm not that surprised. But he was bad this year compared to other tight ends. Yeah, it's not that much. They gave so, Will Disley more. That's true. So that's very bizarre. But what, what do you think about Gerald Everett? I mean, are, do you have any interest? I have some interest. I mean, you have to have some interest in a Justin Herbert led offense, right? Like it's impossible Where do you have not for it ranked. I have Everett at 29, so I guess not. So I have him at 23, so I guess I'm more interested. Yeah. I'm willing to give him one last chance. But 23 is not overly excited. No, 23 is just 
this is the position you play. You could have some potential. Roll with it. Yeah, unfortunately, I think he killed any uh, <laughs> any Trey McKitty. Trey McKitty, you can now cut from your dynasty rosters. Donald Parham. Parham. The Parham hype train. In a tight end premium, I might try to hang on, but uh, he doesn't really have any value anymore. It's kind of sad. Uh, but yeah, not too much about Gerald Everett. He put him on. He shouldn't be on waivers, no. but he's not really worth much. Prediction: Is Rojo going to be on a team? I would say yes. Yeah, but he's not going to have a significant role. Nobody wants him. Yeah, but I, I would say yes. To, is he on a team? My my guess would be yes. Yeah. Totally. I don't know which team, but I don't know which team either. But I would say I would guess that he is. All right, are we are we caught up to today? Is this today? Yeah, today. These are these wow. are all. Today. All right. Well, we got Matt Breed of the Giants. <laughs> yeah, I just put this on there because it's about the Giants, and I don't like Saquon. But this is not Breed is not a threat to Saquon, and if he is, that's really bad. That's very um, bad. I mean, Saquon wasn't he on the trade block for like a mid round, fourth round pick, and no one's nobody bit. Yeah. No, I think that the Giants are going to draft another running back in addition to Breed. Breed is their veteran backup, and I think they're going to draft someone. This is the last year of Saquon's contract, and I don't think they're going to resign him. So I think they could they could be a candidate to draft someone in the third or the fourth round. Yeah, for sure. I I agree. I mean, there's not much to add there. It's just we'll see if no, Saquon goes somewhere. Yeah, this signing doesn't mean anything, but you know the Giants. I would say, just given their team, they're probably not going to spend the second round pick on a running back, but they have 67th overall and then 81st overall from the trade with Miami. So I think they could look at a running back with one of those two picks as kind of yeah. like a long-term successor to Saquon after this year. So we kind of covered this next move a little bit, not much. Matt Ryan traded to the Colts for a third-round pick. That happened today? Yes. How about the Falcons eating $40 million in dead cat for this Crazy. year? Officially a rebuild there. So we talked about the Mariota side of the Falcons. I mean, really, at this point, the Falcons only have Patterson, Mariota, and Pitts, and that's it. That's their offense. They're yeah. going to sign some wide receivers. We're not going to like whoever goes there. But there's nothing else to say about the Falcons. What about the Colts? I mean, Matt Ryan was pretty average last year. I mean, it's an upgrade from Carson Wentz. We could say that pretty confidently, right? Yeah. I mean, I basically said that they were committing to two years of Carson Wentz last year, and it was only one. The way Matt Ryan's contract, they restructured it to get this deal done, give him more guaranteed money. They're really committing to two years of Matt Ryan. But it's the Colts, so who knows that they're really committed to two years of Matt Ryan. But my, my guess is they want it to be two years of Matt Ryan. They, um, they want that, but they who knows if they're going to get their way. Who knows what's going to happen. But either way, he's a quarterback this year. <laughs> we know that. And Sam Ellinger will be his backup. Uh, but Sam Ellinger's an interesting stash in Superflex Leagues. I would, I would put him on the back of your roster just in case. I kind of like him. Yeah. Uh, but either way, I mean, I have Matt Ryan in Dynasty at quarterback 28. That seems like the sweet spot for him, honestly. Yeah, I have Baker Mayfield behind him. Oh, I would have him behind him, too. Yeah, I have Baker Mayfield, Mitch Trubisky, Jared Goff behind him. And I have uh, Davis Mills, Carson Wentz, Jimmy G, Daniel Jones, and Jameis Winston ahead of him. Yep, that's where I have him Uh, as well. Yeah, so I have him at 28. And then in redraft, I'll probably have him around 22, 23, 24. Not, Not high. Uh, he's not really a dynasty asset anymore. He's a desperation quarterback too in Superflex and nothing more. 
Yeah. Uh, what about his weapons? Does this change the ranking of Jonathan Taylor at all? No, right? It, no, I, mean, I mean, he's game. supported. A, he, technically, he hasn't technically supported, but he's been on an offense with an RB1 before. An RB it, overall. This doesn't game. change anything. What I, do you think about Naeem Hines? Do you think Naeem Hines could have any added value with, with Matt Ryan, or is it no different? No, I don't it, think it's. I don't think it's any difference. Yeah, I, I didn't move. I didn't move his ranking at all. So Zach Pascal just signed with the Eagles, so he's gone. T.Y. Hilton's still free agent. So essentially, they have Michael Pittman and nothing. Well, what does this do for Michael Pittman for you? The the Matt Ryan. I mean, he has to go up a little bit, but not much. He goes up because I think he's better than any alternative. I think yeah. I would be happier with Matt Ryan than Baker. I'd rather Matt Ryan for Pittman than any quarterback in this rookie class as a passer. Uh, obviously, I'd like Malik Willis for my team, but the Colts were never going to get anyone because they don't have a first-round pick. So given the Colts' options were probably Ryan, Baker, or Jimmy G, Ryan for for my weapons was probably my first choice. I have to choose. So Michael Pittman gets a slight value bump, but I still only have him at Dynasty wide receiver 17. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's probably right where I'm going to have him. I have him around 21. Yeah. A little yeah. lower. I have him at 17. So a little bit higher. Uh, I like the talent a lot. Um, okay. So a couple more. I know the draft is a while away, but have you discussed about doing a live stream while the draft is happening? Yes. Yes. And uh, unless something changed, I think we're going to. Yeah. We're, we're lining up guest spots for that as well. Yeah, we, we have to actually start doing that. But yeah, we got some time, but we have time. Yeah. But yes, is the answer to this question. I added Trubisky and Mariota after the season because you could said they can become starters. Potentially. Now I have them along with Mahomes, Watson and Lawrence, who also Watson is now back in a 12 team super flex. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm glad I could help. Uh, okay. So we just talked about Matt Ryan. I don't think there's much else to talk about with that. And then the last one, Jameis Winston back to the saints. Two years, 28 million, 21 guaranteed. Well, that means that he's their starter this year, for sure. The Taysom Hill experiment is finally, thankfully, over. And uh, they want him with 21 million guaranteed. That's three-fourths of it guaranteed. They want him to be their starter next year. He doesn't have to be. If he sucks, he won't be. But they want him to be the starter next year. So I have Jameis Winston at quarterback 22 in Dynasty, actually. Above all of these other guys. Above Daniel Jones, above Jimmy G, above Carson Wentz. Because I actually think that Jameis Winston is the most likely of those to start in 2023. Yeah, I'd probably put him at 24. Right behind Davis 24? Mills, because I'm, I'm a Davis Mills. Oh, you like Davis Mills? Yeah, I have Davis yeah. Mills at 27. Uh, okay. How far up does a wide receiver move if Green Bay takes one at 22 or 28? Ooh. Pretty. I mean, it could depends on who it is and depends on. But it would be it would be a good landing spot. Let's just say that. It would be a good landing spot. If it was Pickens, it'd probably be 104, 105. Maybe he threatens for the 103, honestly. Maybe. It depends. This is a flat wide receiver class, so there's a lot of room for movement. If he gets the if he gets the first round capital too, like I don't think he's projected to go in the first right now. I think it's yeah. early second. Yeah. I don't do too much hypotheticals like this though. So yeah. I'm cool with 104, 105. 106 you get him. Yeah. Pickens. I like Pickens as a talent though, so I'm a little higher on him the most. And then what about Winston signing? Does that help Alvin Kamara? I mean, I guess. Doesn't hurt. Doesn't Michael hurt. Thomas? Doesn't yeah. hurt. Yeah, it helps Michael Thomas. Helps Michael Thomas. And then I, the alternatives, potential I alternatives. I still have no have. interest in Troutman or Callaway because they couldn't even produce with Jameis Winston when Michael Thomas wasn't there. So 
I don't have any interest in anyone else on the team. We'll see who they add in free agency or the draft, if, if anybody, but Olave, that would be interesting. That'd be very uh, interesting. All right. Well, this was a marathon. It was two hours. Was marathon. Yeah. Shot. Yeah, I know. Um, all right. Plug, plug things. Well, my tw- oh gosh, here we go again. My Twitter right down here at Ryan Pros underscore FF. You could follow me there and you could follow me at Dynasty Vipers. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start writing content soon again. Rookie class is coming up. Going to do some free agency reviews probably. Maybe some team previews again. We'll see what's going on. But yeah, that and hopefully we'll get the fantasy newsroom back together at some point. We're still working on that. We're still working on that. Working on that. Yeah, it's been, it's been a while. Maybe, maybe reunions uh, do for on here. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Yeah, I know. Uh, I would love that. <laughs> so... Yeah. Oh, Adam. <laughs> thank you. And thank, thank you. you guys. Yeah. You can follow me on Twitter right there at Tyler FF creator. If you're on this channel, please like, and subscribe and comment. Yep. I know I say this every time but it really helps the algorithm. The algorithm was good today. A lot of people were in this show. Um, next week we might have a mock draft depending on how <laughs> Ryan moves camera. Yeah, I did. I did. Thank you for noticing. I noticed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, next week we might have some sort of mock draft. We have to talk a little bit about how we want to do that. But uh, we might have something like that for you guys. And uh, we'll also cover any more news. I'm sure there's still going to be a lot of news between now and then. And then soon we're going to get into the uh, draft season. And that'll be a lot of fun. As always, you can find all my work at DLF, uh, the DLF YouTube channel, DynastyLeagueFootball.com. And tomorrow I'll be doing Ask DLF at 9 p.m. Eastern with Addison. So uh, Addison Addison (laughs) will be uh, there to do the show with me. And hopefully Cal comes back at some point soon. But uh, yeah, thanks for watching and I will see you all next week. Cheers. Cheers.